tires in the water would spray him. Why didn't the man move? He kept his siren blaring and pushed his horn again as he drove northbound in the southbound lane. He pulled even with the car that had refused to move out of the way and looked across at the driver. The driver looked back, panic evident on his face. A teenager, probably a new driver with no idea how to react. The kid slammed on his brakes. Cade stepped on his accelerator and turned his eyes ahead again, just in time to see the pedestrian step out in front of him. Cade yelled and slammed on his brakes. His car slid straight toward the man. Thunder cracked at the same instant as the impact. The man flew up over the hood and smashed into Cade's windshield, shattering it. Then, as if he had bounced, he flew out in front of the car and landed in a heap in the middle of the road. Cade couldn't move for a few seconds, then fumbled for the door handle and managed to get out. The rain flooded over him, and the wind almost knocked him back into the car. He rushed toward the man. Oh, dear God, what have I done? He heard yelling and door slamming as other drivers got out and splashed toward him. Reaching the man first, Cade knelt in three inches of water. The victim's eyes fluttered open and his lips moved without sound. Cade grabbed the radio on his shoulder. Sal, I need an ambulance just half a mile north of the pier. He yelled the words to make sure he was heard. I need it right now. I just ran over a pedestrian. Right away, chief. Cade touched the man's head, careful not to move it. Warm blood soaked his hand but the pelting rain quickly washed it away. Can you hear me, buddy? The man tried to speak, but Kate couldn't hear him. Thunder crashed again. He touched the man's throat. His pulse was weak, erratic. Hang on. You're gonna be all right. Just hang on. He had to stop the bleeding, so he pressed against the wound at the back of the man's head. But there was so much blood, too much. The man tried to rise up, and this time Cade heard his raspy voice. You have to, please, out of control. Don't move. What did one do for an open head wound? He heard sirens blaring, voices calling. Someone opened an umbrella over them in a feeble attempt to shelter the victim from the storm, but the wind turned it inside out. Someone else threw a raincoat over the man. Lightning flashed. Thunder bolted. Cade, someone said. He just ran right out in front of you. The blood was coming so fast. The man's pulse weakened. Where was that ambulance? I saw him. It was like he was in a trance or something. Is he dead, Cade? The siren grew closer, and he prayed that people would stay off the road and leave the ambulance a path. It stopped short, and he heard feet running toward him. Paramedics knelt beside the body, and Cade moved back. Head injury, he yelled over the storm. He bounced off my windshield. As the medics worked, Cade backed farther away, his mind racing with the facts. I've hit a man, an innocent man. 
He started to whisper rapid-fire prayers for a miracle. The man couldn't die. That was all there was to it. Police cars were meant to keep people from danger, not kill them. Call for a medic back, Cade, one of the medics cried, and clear us a path. He's running out of time. The helicopter can't fly in this. You'll have to drive him. He helped the paramedics get the man into the ambulance and then directed traffic as the ambulance headed out. He shook his head, trying to pull himself together. Somebody had to be in charge here. But what did the chief of police do when he was the one who had almost killed a man? He turned and saw some of his uniformed officers coming toward him. J.J., detour traffic, he yelled. Keep it off this block until we finish here. Jim, get over to the down power lines out in front of the dock and divert traffic there. Alex, you take pictures and work the accident. But Cade...